Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back to Not Your Average Joe, the podcast that'll make anyone a little less average. I'm your host, Joe Franco, and I missed you guys. It has been a long travel kind of a journey all the way here. I'm in London, but I left my little forest home in Connecticut and went to Berlin, Germany, where I was studying German. And it was essentially a work trip, solo trip combo. And that's why today's episode is going to be all about the art of solo travel, why you should do it, how to do it safely, and all of the things that I've learned in this decade of traveling, oftentimes alone. Cue the intro, sis. You know she's not your average Joe, not your average Joe. Before we get into this episode, I want to give a huge shout out to a sponsor, the sponsor who sent me to Berlin. So weirdly enough, maybe two months ago, I said to myself out loud, man, I just want to get paid to learn languages. Lo and behold, a month later, I get this email from this company called Lingoda, which I had used before and had heard great reviews from my friends who had used it. It's a language school. It's an online language school. And they basically sponsored my journey to Berlin, Germany, when they saw that I created a 21-day language challenge for myself to learn Greek. And they, they approached me and they were like, hey, Joe, we basically want you to do the same thing for German. And then we're going to send you to Germany and see how good your German became, which is a crazy concept. Leading up to the actual trip, I was taking classes online. I learned from zero to like basic German enough to get me around and ask questions or say that I didn't understand. And this spot on the podcast wasn't even a part of the campaign, but I really enjoyed working with them and I wanted to share the promo code with you guys. They have this thing called a language sprint, which is kind of like my 21 day language challenge, but even cooler because if you sign up for two months worth of classes and you take part in the sprint that's starting July 11, they will refund you 100% if you make it to all of your classes, which essentially means that they're rewarding you for rewarding yourself by finally committing and learning the language. They currently teach English, business English, German, French, and Spanish. So if you're learning one of those languages, I highly recommend signing up for the sprint. It'll be a challenge for you. And who knows, this could even open doors to new people in your life, new career opportunities, travels, and the list goes on and on. I'm linking it in the show notes down below, but you can also go to Lingoda.com and type in Not Your Average Joe at checkout. That gives you $25 off of your sprint. So let's get into the solo travel of it all. I hadn't made a decision for myself selfishly until I was around 20. 25 years old. It took me 25 years to finally decide that I was going to do something for me, just for me, not for my family, not for my resume, not for, you know, the group collective well-being, genuinely a selfish decision. And that decision was my first solo trip. I decided that I had a month to spend in Italy. There was no reason for me to be there. 
There was no family. There was no friend. There was nothing. There was no work. But I had always craved going to Italy. And so I bit the bullet and I said, you know what? I'm booking an Airbnb. I'm going for a month. I'm finding a co-working space. I'm downloading dating apps. And I am out in these Roman streets. And it was the best decision I could have ever made for myself, which is crazy because I remember feeling this huge amount of guilt. Like, who was I to be going to Rome for a month alone for no reason at all other than my own desires? Did I really deserve this trip? Would this benefit anyone? And turns out it did. It benefited a huge audience of people who realized how important this solo kind of travel was for themselves to get to know themselves, to learn about other people, to get out of their comfort zone. The list goes on and on of the benefits of solo travel. But what's even cooler is that through my old YouTube channel, I was able to document a lot of these solo moments. And I'm so glad that I did because what I was documenting was my evolution. I was basically capturing my growth as a person, my newfound self-awareness, and this new habit that I had formed of going places alone. I don't really believe that solo travel is only for planes or even trains. Like I think you can solo travel in your own hometown. And what I mean by that is like, you could take your journal or a book and go to a restaurant down the street from you that you've never been to and have a solo travel kind of a moment. You can buy a postcard in a little bookstore in a neighboring town and feel like you're traveling. And if you do it alone, that's a solo travel moment. But when you think about big solo travel, like you're across the world and you're alone, this is what these tips are gonna be really good for. But I highly recommend, if you've been thinking about solo travel but you're a little nervous, start solo traveling in a neighborhood near you because you will feel the benefits of this like independence and this joie de vivre that you feel when you're alone. I also love the psychology of solo travel. Everything from like, why does food taste better when you're alone? I have a theory that it's because you're not distracted in a conversation or you're not really on your phone much. And if you are solo traveling, big tip here, like stay away from your phone, which we'll get into in this episode later. But food tastes better. I meet all kinds of very interesting people. The language that I'm learning gets in my brain so much faster because I'm not relying on the crutch of English since I'm usually alone in a country where they do not speak English to like genuinely just realizing what you crave. Because when you're alone, there's no one else to influence where you go, what you do, what you eat, what you see. And I think that's very powerful because we live in this society that is very influenced. Like we're all influenced from ads that were served to our friends and family's desires for us that oftentimes it's like, what do I actually want? Who am I when all of the noise is muffled? And that is what solo travel gives you. It gives you the silence to finally start hearing who you are and what you want, independent of any other factors other than your soul and spirit craves it. Without further ado, here are five tips that I have for your solo traveling adventures to keep you safe, inspired, and ready for the next trip. Number one, be strategic about location. When you book an Airbnb or a hotel or a hostel even, make sure that you're picking a location that is well lit, central, and doesn't require much walking through dark, sketchy streets. And this one's obvious. This is safety. I always think safety first when it comes to traveling, especially as a woman, especially as a woman of color 
or LGBT or anything that's minority driven, you wanna make sure that your bases are covered. When I think about the Airbnbs that are cheaper, they could be out in the boondocks. They could be very far away from the center. I think experienced travelers can stay in those places, but if you're a newbie and if you really are concerned about safety, or even if you've been doing it for a long time, make sure that you're picking something central. Just last week when I was in Berlin, I was thinking about this because I've done this so so many times that, and I've been to Berlin before. I knew that it was a very safe city, but I was in kind of a, an area where it was further away from the center than I would have liked. So I realized when I was walking, I was like, damn, I can't be walking around this at night. Like I'm not gonna walk through a park to go to the Metro because it's just not gonna happen. And it brought up the fact that if you're looking for accommodation and you wanna save money, it might not be as worth it if that means that you're staying so far away from everything that you're afraid to leave and therefore you end up missing out on so much of the actual traveling part. So pick something central, splurge a little bit more on accommodation because safety is key here. It's like hierarchy of needs, you know, safety first. Also in terms of accommodation, another really cool trick here is to get a shared space. Like if you really don't enjoy being alone all the time, then you might wanna book a private room in a house, in an Airbnb. I've done that many times, it's a hit or miss. They exist all over, or you can look into a homestay if you're studying language. There's this company that I've worked with several times called Apple Languages. They even have a promo code with my name on it called Apple Joe, and it's a study abroad agency for any age. So if you're thinking about studying Italian, you go to Italy and you study and they can place you in a homestay or in a shared flat as a part of the program and you can choose whatever amount of time that you want to study. So I've studied for like four days or two weeks all over the world. Tip number two. We're solo traveling, but I always recommend to have your go-to companion with quotation marks. And by that I mean an inanimate object, not a screen, but something that is very analog, whether that's a journal or uh, you know, whatever, a scribbling pad or a book. Okay, you could slide with a Kindle, but I still really recommend paper and something that doesn't have a screen on it because not only is that a sacred moment for you to either read something or write something without seeing comment sections and other people's opinions, but in my experience, every single time that I've had a book in front of me, whether it was a book that I'm reading or a journal that I'm writing, people will naturally be curious because this is a lost art. Like no one is just sitting at a coffee shop writing inside of a journal. This is something that people don't do often. And every single time that I do this, which is my go-to, this is my go-to companion. I never feel like I'm alone when I'm solo traveling because even if I'm at dinner alone, I'm, I'm having a conversation with myself in my journal. And usually that makes other people question who I am, what I'm doing. And then they're like, who is this chick who's just like journaling her heart out? What is she writing about? They ask me questions. We usually become friends. We grab a coffee the next day. And this is how it all begins. So maybe you're not a writer, but maybe you're a doodler or you like to write postcards or even read magazines. This is your chance to get off screens because I think screens have become our crutches and we like to be on screens and on social media because it's a way of preventing ourselves from hearing our own thoughts. And that defeats the purpose of solo travel, which should be designed to hear your own thoughts very clearly. It could get scary y'all, but it's still worth it. In terms of headphones and things like that, not only do I not recommend wearing headphones, especially not in the street because of safety, but it also makes you feel very unapproachable to people. So if you're plugged into like 25 devices, you have your noise canceling headphones on, no one's gonna approach you. 
so there's that socially it's just not conducive to like meeting locals or meeting new friends but again that safety piece like do not i repeat do not walk in streets in a new country new city with both headphones in it's just not gonna happen i usually put one headphone in and keep one ear open if i'm in a safe space but if i'm not in a safe space at all like i am fully alert i'm aware of my surroundings because honey ain't nobody gonna pull up on me hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 a month to just 15 a month Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Tip number three. This one is good for life. All of these tips are honestly good for life, but definitely key in solo travel. Know your gut's cues. We are humans, we are primitive, we have these built-in systems to tell us if we're safe or not. And usually, when you have a little inkling inside of you that things are off, it's because things are off. And it's better that you get away from that situation than try to test yourself to see if you were wrong, because you will more likely be safe if you leave a sketchy potential sketchy situation than if you stay perfect example like i was out the other day and i met this person and this person seemed cool at first and then i was just like oh no y'all like this little feeling that i have in my gut and this was my moment where i was like i'm never gonna see this person again it's just not gonna happen no thank you i'm not gonna be mean because you also have to play it safe but it's just one of those moments where you're like do i feel safe in this moment and if the answer is no then you don't want to pursue anything any further especially women like on dates in these foreign countries like you know we have all of these apps to download to start dating people and that's a cool way to meet locals i've done that oftentimes but there are tricks for that too you want to meet in a public place you want to tell people where you are you want to share your location with friends you want to have an exit strategy you want to make eye contact with servers at the restaurant or bar that you're in so that they know that if things go down that they're there for you like how many times have I been in bars or whatever alone and something sketchy happens a guy comes up to me and doesn't leave me alone and a random server saves me or a woman this actually happened I was in a jazz bar in Los Angeles and I'm sitting there solo date for myself I'm sitting there and this man does not leave me alone I make eye contact with this woman who's sitting there with her friends and this woman calls me over as if we've known each other for years. This is the kind of survival mentality that you need to have. I can go in on these tips, these like real hardcore tangible takeaways, but when it comes to solo travel, you need to know your gut's cues and this is something that strengthens over time. Like the more you listen to that inner voice, 
the better you will be at recognizing potentially dangerous situations. And just like tip number one, if you don't feel safe, you're not gonna have a good time. This is not to say that everyone out there is terrible. Obviously they're not. And I'm the biggest one to say like, there's more good than bad, but there's some bad too. And if you're not sharp, if you don't have that keen spidey sense, you could feel like you're in an uncomfortable position that you don't wanna be in. When you're solo traveling, you have to have your own back. You have to be your own bodyguard. You have to be your own parent, your own nurturer. So, that is a big opportunity to grow into yourself and protect yourself. Because if you don't in that instance, no one else will. Tip number four, how to make friends. This one is so just necessary, honestly. Like I was always shy. And then when I solo traveled, I was like, damn, I gotta like be out here in these streets. There's so many ways, like I said, dating apps are one thing, but like obviously you're not making friends there because there's this hidden intention. Like we're going to do the, you know, the, 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 the thing is going to happen. There are apps to make friends. Like I know Bumble has Bumble BFF. There are so many different online communities from Discord channels, like the Joe Club group is a great resource. If you want to join Joe Club, you will already have global friends all around. But I also have some tips on how to meet people in real life when you're solo traveling. The one thing that I want to point out is to make real friendships when you're traveling, it will most likely happen during the day. 99.9% .9 of the time, making true friends will not happen under a bridge in a rave or in a nightclub because I've done that as well. Nightlife and daylife, two different things. You can make nightlife friends that you think are gonna be best friends for life and you wake up and you realize they don't know what you do, they don't know who you are and they don't care. And that's cool because people stay where they need to stay and that doesn't mean that they're bad people. It just means likely they're not gonna be there for you when you really need them. AKA they're not really your friends. They're your nightlife friends or your nightlife associates, let's call them. So when you really wanna make connections, friendships and things, I like to go to daytime locations like coffee shops. I look for events happening in the daytime. I go on free walking tours. There are free walking tours pretty much in all corners of the world. Just Google like free walking tour in the city that you're going to. Usually those are tip based. So you come with a little bit of cash. Y'all know I'm a nerd and I love putting myself into opportunities to learn new things. So one of the best ways that I've found to meet new people and make actual friendships is to join classes. You know, there are websites dedicated to listing events like this. Just in Berlin, I was on Eventbrite and I found tons of cool events happening that week from drawing classes to yoga classes to whatever you could imagine, slam poetry night. Like those things that bring together a niche group of people are oftentimes where you'll meet a new friend. And those people are gonna have the similar interests that you have. And that's always a good thing. You can also go to meetup.com, Facebook events, Instagram. And as far as initiating the conversation goes, it's good to go to like a class, let's say, because you're gonna have an activity, a shared activity. So that's already a, a playing field that, that results in bonding. But I like to break the ice with some humor, like situational humor. Humor is a great way to tell someone like, hey, I'm not threatening. Hey, I'm here to have a good time. And that has always opened the door for me. Like show up with a smile, even if you're alone, even if you're a little nervous, odds are other people are nervous as well. And think about what is funny about the situation. You know, like if you're making gnocchi and your gnocchis look terrible, Terrible. Like tell your neighbor, like this doesn't look good, does it? That is how connections start to bud. And, and even if connections don't form, whenever you show up with humor, you're immediately just enjoying yourself. 
And I think that's the whole point of solo travel. Making friends and going on dates and creating these connections is a bonus that will likely happen. But if it doesn't, which sometimes it doesn't, you will still have enjoyed yourself. So if anything, Consider it a trip to become friends with yourself. Eat the best foods. Sign up for those classes that you've always wanted to do. Learn that thing that you've always thought about learning but haven't. This is your time. And usually when you're operating at such a high vibration spiritually and you're genuinely just enjoying yourself, that's when you attract really good people to you. And it just so happens that this happens all the time. So I'm almost certain that it's a science. Like when I am enjoying myself, when I'm doing things that make me happy, I attract people that just make me happier. So you have to jumpstart that train of goodness. Sure enough, you'll be meeting the best friends that you didn't even know existed yet. One of my favorite concepts is thinking about the fact that I haven't met my favorite people yet. I have so many great people in my life and my favorite people are definitely in my life already, but I know for a fact that there are people in this world that I have not met yet that will change my life. And that thought, is what makes me very excited about every interaction and that keeps me going, honestly. And lastly, not that this is the last tip of the entire solo travel conversation, but for the sake of this episode, the last tip is to embrace the silence. It's in the silent moments that you'll get to know who you truly are. You get to be an observer of your own self, of your voice, of your inner monologue. You get to know that personality that's been growing inside of you for all of the years that you've been alive. It's almost like in embracing silent moments, we give ourselves grace to be who we really are, as opposed to trying to fill all of the gaps. Culturally, especially Americans, we try to fill every single gap with something. And that takes away from reflection time, that takes away from critical thinking. And when you're alone on a solo trip or even out to dinner alone, when you have that silence, that silence is rich because that silence is the stage for your thoughts. That silence is the playground for your imagination. And it's something that we oftentimes don't value in our day-to-day -day lives around our friends and family and work. But that's, I think, the main reason I solo travel is to give myself space to think. And only when I do that do I get to know if I'm happy, if I'm not, where do I need to go? And I get to orient myself so I can keep living an abundant and satisfying life around the people that I love. And that is it for today. I hope this conversation got you super excited about solo travel, whether that means getting on a plane, going somewhere abroad that you've always wanted to go to, or going down to the restaurant that you've wanted to go into but haven't down the street. These are all moments that have changed my life. It takes a little bit more effort because no one's gonna push you to do it. And I think that's part of the growth. Like you need to be able to motivate yourself because if your friends are saying that they're gonna go, but then they bail, like you shouldn't not live your full life because other people around you don't wanna do the things that you wanna do. And it's cool, even better that your friends and family don't wanna go with you. That's an opportunity for you to get to know yourself and to throw yourself into what makes you happy. Like what an opportunity that is. As always, you know where to find me. DM me on Instagram at Joe underscore Franco. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Follow the Not Your Average Joe pod Instagram account as well. We'll do bonus clips there. Don't forget to sign up for the Lingoda Sprint if you've been thinking about learning one of the languages that they're offering. Not Your Average Joe is your promo code to get $25 off the Sprint and um, join Joe Club because if you want a community of global journalers and global 
global friends that you can meet whenever you're traveling alone. Like all of the retreaters have been traveling to meet each other and they're doing this globally, which is so dope. Some of the retreaters went to Toronto. Some of them are meeting up in Texas and in Brazil. That's the kind of community I want to build. And thank you for listening. I really just enjoy these conversations with you guys. But again, like I said in the other episodes, if you don't message me on Instagram or if you don't shoot me kind of like an email or whatever, if you don't join Joe Club, I don't know if you guys are liking the episodes because there's no comment section on the podcast. And I want to make sure that I'm covering your questions. I know that a lot of you have wanted to know about these solo travel tips for a long time. I am so stoked about this summer. I got here in London two days ago and I applied for film school. I'm waiting to hear back. Fingers crossed that I get in. Tons of stuff cooking, y'all. I guess the, the bottom line is I feel like I'm just getting started and every episode that I make, it's just another moment to document. It's just another page for the books. If you enjoy this episode, don't forget to rate it five stars wherever you get your podcasts and have an above average week. My not average Joes. I will see you soon. Hey, yo, come listen to my girl, man. What you doing? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.